Hello, Brisbane. of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. And today we are taking on a big suburb in more ways than one. What are we talking about, Henry Bretts? We joked about this in the Arana Hills episode yeah. about kind of sarcastically saying our most requested suburb. Yeah. I would say this one is genuinely oh, our most requested suburb. By a country fucking mile. And dare I say, it's because everyone assumes we're going to do, like, the Valley and South Bank in due course, and we will. But this is the one that there's a little... Seems to be a bit of a fear from the residents of this suburb that mm. will forget about it, because you know what? A lot of Brisbane does. This is a big, popular suburb. Absolutely But I think huge. it's an often forgotten one. We're talking Cooparoo Cooparoo. The, uh, the jewel of the south side. Really the ash grove of the east, as we'll go on to talk about. Absolutely but, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, hugely requested requested place and a lot of that probably stems to the fact that as you touched on Joe it's just so fucking big so a lot no, of legit. Pe- a lot of people live there and apparently a lot of them listen to a bit of a bit of unpacking mm. Brisbane and so. apparently a lot of Christians not to get too interesting early but mm. it's the start of Brisbane's Bible belt which isn't something that I realized existed until looking at Cooper today so it's it's there's so much sports there's a railway crossing that no less than like seven or eight people have very strictly informed us we have to talk about even before we were talking, even before we advertised on the social mm. today that we were going to talk about Cooparoo, people were messaging last week being like, hey, not sure what you're doing next. If it's Cooparoo, here's 900 <laughs> words. Here's about, about an essay's <laughs> worth of uh, Shout out to Tom Lang, who yeah. really is going to get a writing credit on this episode. Yeah. He gave us pretty much As all someone the content. who you know, hasn't really gone to Cooparoo much, uh, Dom's nine paragraphs, much like Martin Luther's like mm. 99 theses. Both doctors. Really, yeah, well, very true. I mean, not, yeah. not yet. Not yet. No, yeah. don't jinx it, mate. Yeah, well, <laughs> on a podcast of all places. I know the, the Australian Dom, I know Medical you're Yeah, the Australian Medical Association <laughs> listens in and they go, Well, they jinxed him. Uh, he's off. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Does the president of the AMA <laughs> being like, hmm, the tortoise and the hare. I don't th- I think you'll notice the hare did not have a medical degree by the end of that race. <laughs> Dr. Doctor T- Doctor Tortoise, away now. <laughs> oh, I love what they get up to at the Medical Association during a pandemic. They're like, like put hey, on that podcast. Sl- <laughs> pretty slow news here medically, boys. Why don't we just crack on a podcast and see who we're not going to give doctors to? Oh. Now, before we get into Cooper, guys, uh, a bit of housekeeping. Well, this is uh, less housekeeping than it is a tease. Hang around this episode yeah. because we're going to introduce a new segment. And without going too deep into it yet, it's about murder. I don't know if we could go deeper into it. Mm. Oh, that's just explaining what it is. Well, we'll it's about murder, everyone. We'll, mm. we'll, we'll go into the murder specifically. Mm. Unpacking we'll Brisbane just, goes true crime. Well, later, well that's later the thing is, is we were looking up some sort of podcasting stats, and it's clear that true crime podcasts beat comedy podcasts hands down, and oh. they certainly beat um, Brisbane suburbs podcasts, a mm. category that's just us. Fucking murdered us, yeah. which <laughs> hence gave them more content. Yeah, they, uh, they were able to do their special, Unpacking the Murder of Unpacking <laughs> Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about murder later. Uh, Drew, Drew Pavlou. Yeah, if you haven't listened to that episode, listen in. He's a, he's a lovely little Greek and fellow, he's, um, yeah, trying and his best. Doing it, do, He's well in the news, apart from that weird way of introducing <laughs> it for Joe. No, it's like trying to alpha it by, like, really downplaying just, like, the only famous person we've ever had on the show and the man mm. who has a two-page spread mm. in the Courier Mail, the editorial cartoon by mm. the, the son of Bill Leake. 
Oh, really? So I was like, oh, okay. Okay. It's a bit random. Yeah. Um, but keep, a, keep across that story because it's getting Senate attention. It's getting a lot of news attention over the As last in weekend. The Australian, Australian Senate, Senate, Senate are talking about it. So um, it's only heating up. And dare I say, you know, I have to say, oh, the Australian are reporting on it now. Oh, here comes the Courier Mail. Here comes bloody the Australian Senator James Patterson. But. I think it was us. Yeah. At all. We I, think, I think we might have kicked it off. Andrew, Andrew himself. Andrew, I'll yeah, with his, with his two years of uh, posting out. I'd say it was like we each had a third of involvement in this. I think, I think I can claim at least a third of Drew's broader success. Mm. Um, how funny is it that that Liberal senator you mentioned, James Patterson, uh, he looks like a cartoon villain. He looks like- um, He's so funny. He looks a bit like Tom Waterhouse. Yeah. Well. Like, yeah really weird. But- Oh, it's like an American side, but you coming know out what? and defending groups. So. Yeah, so um, anyone's yeah. good now. But oh, I mean, most famously, Pauline Hanson. Yeah, came out with a spirited defence of student who re- uh, rejects Marxist ideals. I think anyone knows that Drew is a raging lefty. Mm. Like, I do love to see Pauline though. Yeah, she's yeah she's getting it. Yeah, she's, good well, she's getting amongst it. Um, and then so yeah, and it's all yeah. We've got name mentions all over the Stupol verse. I think there's like things popping up everywhere. With have you heard the unpacking Brisbane episode? Yeah. So if you haven't yet, uh Get amongst it. And Henry and I as massive egotists, like, if you just want to start saying at cafes or when we're within earshot, hearing someone say, have you heard the uh, the Henry and Joe interview, is the biggest rush I've had in months. Mm-hmm. So, do keep it up. Yeah, please do. Because uh, we need that ego boost. Um, mm-hmm. I finished, separate thing, finally, this is a throwback to earlier this season, yeah. I finally finished Boy Swallows Universe. Oh, gee, how long did that take? Well, no. Slow you reader. Did, well, no, Slow reader, Henry. Firstly, you're a very quick reader to the <laughs> yeah, yeah. to a freakish extent. Slow reader. Listeners, Joe and I were on a plane to Bali and I was reading a quite a heavy book that I'd it's been- good book. Chip, yeah, really good. The Secret History and I'd been chipping away at it. Um, put it in my like the sleeve in front of my seat. I reckon I was asleep for like f- maybe an hour or two. <laughs> wake up and Joe has really seemingly just to have something over me. Oh yeah, I did. Has I read- to where I am and maybe like 50 pages after and he's just giving me a look about like gets good it's a good book bro yeah. <laughs> well the other thing is has, like, it, has it happened yet we touched, oh you're not up to that bit. we touched down I never finished the book mm. it clearly wasn't a desire on my part no. to read this book it's just a bit like I want to have 50 pages over you like you don't mm. get that opportunity in life to just have that knowledge hanging over so I had dinner with someone the other night who hasn't seen the last three seasons of Game of Thrones but has oh. avoided all the spoilers for them how so I was earth? almost so impressed that she didn't know what was going on that I was like, I won't spoil it. But the power that puts in your hands of mm. this thing you love, I can take away any shred of surprise with a click of my fingers. Oh, no, you've done it to me so many times. It sucks. Yeah, constantly. You also like read the Wikipedia. Yeah, when I was young, when I was young, I think it developed when I was young. I wasn't allowed to watch, you know, certain movies like The Dark Knight or whatever. So I just found their scripts and read them because they were like M or whatever. Hugely nerdy. Did you act them out? No, no. Oh. I didn't have uh, didn't have friends to do it with my oh, <laughs> No, true. I did the Dark Knight as a one man show. Oh hey, well. <laughs> a watchful protector. <laughs> a dark knight so, But yeah, so you finished Boy Spoilers finished. Universe and you could now spoil it for me. I could you indeed. so desire, Henry. But I wouldn't want to because I'm a good mate and I want you to have the experience yeah. of reading it. Oh, I'm not gonna mate, read it. You should. It's really, really good. I know we joked about it being really? like the- It was such a subject of derision from us. And I'm happy to do a backflip on it, mate. It oh, is, really? It's really good. It's like a thriller by the well, end. Well, do a backflip on it now. It's, without without fucking you back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Henry. 
Ah, boy hurts back. Um, <laughs> boy swallows pain pills because he did a back. <laughs> Mate, I just like, you would enjoy it so much, particularly uh, because there's so much, like the climax of the book takes place in Brisbane City Hall. Oh, that's awesome. In the clock tower. Oh, that's cool. It couldn't be more. In and the then, clock tower. And there's bits about Bowen Hills and there's so many so many things we've spoken about oh, on this Bowen very Hills show. Alive with the sound of Brisbane. Exactly. Boom. So, so that iconic line. I do. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I would say that Trent Dalton- Brisbane author. He has, nailed it. Has nailed it as a Brisbane- okay. I'd say it's a Brisbane classic. So, is the he the new Nick Earls? Because admittedly, I get mm. the kick of all kicks when I read Zigzag Street. So, it's just like this little chimpanzee part of my mind that's like, I've been to that street. You will, and you they will adore after Boys Follows You. Okay. Well, really I'll good. have to read it. And and hopefully our listeners- You know, we have some rusted on listeners who clearly at this point just love Brisbane as well. And mm. I guess they're the people who Trent Dalton is targeting. I would call it, I would call it compulsory reading for any true fan of Brisbane. In the same way our podcast is compulsory listening. Yes. Now, Henry, there is a special little occasion that only happens once in your life coming up soon. Oh. Your bar mitzvah. Yes. <laughs> Very exciting. Now it's your, your birthday on Saturday. You're turning 27. I- <laughs> <laughs> this old man that does a podcast with this young boy. Old man, take a look at my life. Yeah. Uh, 24. Thank 24. Um, cracking. Don't look a today. day over 22. Thanks, mate. I actually am glad that I'm turning 24 because I was driving today and I've just got a new car. Yeah, great car. The if you see a um, Lamborghini Spider on the road, everyone, you know, me. podcasting's gone well for us. Yeah, geez, that new Stead Brewery uh, <laughs> really, really fucked up our, they our gave us two, They gave us two cars. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Um, very nice of them. But, uh, the, yeah, I was driving and I got car insurance based on it starting on Sunday because I'll be oh. 24 and it's a lot cheaper if you're 24 than 23. True, because I wasn't allowed to, like, hire a car in a couple of countries in Europe because I was under 24. Yeah. Um, that actually is a big birthday. So, yeah, but I'm, well, but huge, huge issue. I almost got T-boned today. I was like driving through it and car came through. I I don't know whose fault it was. It was like going fast and I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you don't have it's going to be your fault. Mate, legit, how about that? For you, no insurance until Sunday. And I was like, I'm not going to have a major incident. And I skimmed by. So, very keen for the birthday. Yeah, it should be fun. So, we won't, we won't leak your number plate on the air now. We won't dox your car. No. In case people want to uh, see you and take a ping before Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, if you see. Um, It's that podcast host's car. (laughs) Fucking hit it. you see the number plate boobs uh, where yeah, the yeah. eights and the O's are, it's not my car. Oh, I thought it was titties where the I's are ones. <laughs> Clever man. It's too many numbers. Wait, how many numbers are in a number plate? Do personalised number plates still have to be six characters? I think you can be seven. Oh, okay. Well, do write in if you know. Mm. If you work for Urban Planners Queensland who liked 18 of our photos in a row today, which is unreal. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Well, we'll reflect on anyway. this while we are while we crack open some Wikipedia pages. Yeah, Cooper. Wikipedia, All right, it's wig out time, Henry, and I've just Googled Cooper to find the Wikipedia page. And the number one, you know how Google has these suggested questions? Mm. Just before we get to Wikipedia, number one one is, uh, is Cooper a good suburb? Oh, I saw this today. Fascinating that, like, clearly so mm. many people have wanted to search it. And, I mean, the answer is, as stated by eplace.com.au, oh, yes. Oh, By God. all accounts, it's a good suburb. Well, we, can, we can hack an early month. Yeah, we can. <laughs> no need to be. Um, it's um, been unpacked by Eat Place for there us. There you go. Thank you, Eat Place. Um, and yeah, so if you want the rest of this episode, go to our Patreon where we have a link to <laughs> eplace.com.au slash lifestyle slash wisecooperoo, the suburb for you. But no, the Wikipedia page, Henry, and we'll start with the traditional guessing of the population. And I tell I you what, excited about this I today. wouldn't have had this one in a pink fit. Okay. It's big. Oh, yeah. It's very big. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's the biggest it's we've the seen biggest on the show so far. Oh, okay. What did I guess the other week? And it was laughed. I think I said sixteen thousand for like Tawong or something, and it was laughter. 
No, 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 no. You you guessed what? You guessed like ten thousand ish for tomorrow. Um, oh, uh, sixteen thousand. Yeah, bang on. As it, well, I mean, sixteen thousand two hundred eighty-two. But you're joking. But no, that's that's freakish. It gets the more listeners are going to start suspecting that. Yeah, we're- but it, I think it gets more and more impressive, and the listeners might agree with me. The higher the number is, because your margin for error is much greater. I'm because so dealing impressed. with this small- is a special skill. This yeah, it really is. And I am. Um, I was well. I only. I said sixteen because I was like, what did I guess for tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> Just because everyone's interested in my process. the mechanics. Here's my it? process. Well, trust the process. Henry. Well, and I was thinking sixteen thousand because that seems like high. Much higher than what we'd done. I could see yeah. in your face it was quite high. And then 16th is my birthday, May 16, and we were just talking about my birthday in the housekeeping. So I was like, why not so have, it a, feels, it have feels, a punt at lucky 16? Feels like fate. Sweet 16. 16,000 people living in. That's, 16, the I'm legal sorry. age of being correct <laughs> right here. <laughs> sorry, that's a lot of fucking people. Heaps. Like imagine 16,000 people in. Because I've only ever grown Joe, up. Joe, in- mate, sorry, just. Um, Picture Suncorp. Yeah. Picture Suncorp Stadium. Now picture it's like, I don't know, a third full. Yeah, third ish. Yeah. Now it seems wow, like a lot of people, that's, doesn't it? That's yeah. good. That's that seems rude. like I mean, that's more attendance than like a Reds game. They get eight thousand and they're like, hey guys, we're Chermside. So it's impressive if it's like, take if you were to put the population of Cooperoo <laughs> into Suncorp Stadium, you would fill it one third times. <laughs> now who's saying it's a small zone? It's like if every single person in Cooperoo was a grain of sand, mm. you'd get a small sand castle out of it. <laughs> oh, Reflect man. on that, everyone. <laughs> oh. um, uh, but yeah, no, but- it's, it's a fascinating Wikipedia page, Henry. And what are, you, what are your early big takeaways from it? I had, a, I had an interesting thing in the... They talk a lot about the naming. And yeah, this is something that came really up. about the naming, but they have a beautiful explanation. Mm, they, well, they, we spoke a bit about naming things uh, at length on the Arana Hills episode. But oh, yeah, famously. Cooperoo was chosen as the name of the suburb at a public meeting on the 22nd of March, 1875. Um before which it was known as Four Mile Camp. Now, I assume that's because it was four miles long, because it is a huge suburb. That's quite- That's a big suburb, isn't four it? Miles four miles is about seven Ks, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, four- Because it's longer than four miles- It's shorter than four miles away from the city. Yes. Yeah, that we know. Good. Um, four Mile Camp. Catch- I like Four Mile Camp. I'm glad they didn't that's keep cute. that as the permanent name of such a big suburb, but four mile- It sounds like a- I don't know, I feel like a Dawson's Creek style, like kind of melodramatic sitcom. Yeah. Like you can see just being like this next week on Four, Four Mile, Mile Creek. Camp. Oh, I'm pregnant again. <laughs> it's, it's the ninth time this week. My baby is and pregnant. We're in, my baby, his umbilical cord, it's four miles long. They're <laughs> oh. like everything in every episode has to have a reference to four miles. It doesn't make sense. It's like, I don't understand my new boyfriend. His penis is huge. It's Four miles long. Is it what can I say? I'm the quarterback of the football team. I got a four mile high. Four mile creek. Sweetheart, I'm four mile hung. And also the 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 theme song is like a Springsteen esque. Yeah. And we run down in the best days of our life and what we seek. At Four Mile Creek. Executive produced by Joey and Henners. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, this is gonna run for one episode, but gee, it's a fucking good one. 
everyone's like, I just, I'm, I mean, I know there's so many good TV shows. I haven't watched The Last Dance. I, I haven't done Sopranos, but I'm just rewatching Four Mile Creek. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep binging we take, on we Stan. T- we take that spot filled by like friends and stuff where it's like, it's just comforting because I watched it when I was in 2002 with my mum. Everyone's like, I know it's not actually good, but God, I just love Four Mile Creek. And those executive producers, aren't they hot? <laughs> but everyone's like, what if the Four Mile Penis episode was actually a metaphor for Israel-Palestine? Like oh. when people try, to, people try to really read into shows that were obviously shit. Like yeah, what if yeah. Gossip Girl <laughs> preempted cancel culture? No, it was just about New York kids being mean. Fun. It was like, a funny show. Four Mile Creek. And then it's like- Hot name. The doctor's like, I'm so sorry, but your cancer is four miles. <laughs> four can, can we can we remove nah. it? Uh, no. Well, no, no, no. If you have four thousand doctors, maybe everyone working on a tenth of a mile. Everyone gets a tenth. Each. Give it a go. But, well, I mean, I'm glad they did change it though. Yeah. Well, I like the, how about that. I like the idea that they had a they just had a meeting and they were like, eh, "What do you guys want to call it? Call it call Cooper. Okay, Cooper. There's one guy there who's just like the annoying guy who speaks up at every meeting. Like yeah. everyone gives a suggestion. It's like, um, actually, I think the problem with that might be that it doesn't accurately take into the impacts of demographics. Sorry, I hate to be the one to say this every time. <laughs> I'm always one like, speaking <laughs> Like in a tune, like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, a mature age student, sorry oh, to harp on about it. Sorry. Um, but my penis is four miles long. <laughs> Let's go back to four miles long. <laughs> um, funnily, you mentioned that, though, someone's speaking up. A uh, bloke named Samuel Stevens. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is, yep, not real. Donated <laughs> two acres of his property near the junction of Cavendish and Old Cleveland Roads for the for use of a school. Wouldn't be the last time that happens in Copero. No. A lot of bloody schools, I tell you. A lot of schools. But funnily enough, everyone was so happy with him and thought this was such a grand gesture at the time that at that meeting when they were naming the suburb, uh, everyone was like, let's call it Stevenstown. Jeez. Because God, Sam Stevens did a good job. <laughs> Sammy, Stevenstown. Sammy S. Alpha Big Dick Energy Move. Turned it down. He's You're like, kidding. no, I don't want to call it Stevenstown. It's funny Town. as well that you mentioned the Springsteen song earlier, because Stevenstown could also be a Springsteen song. True. And I'm rolling in a Stevenstown, <laughs> and my window's low. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> All of Cooperoo was just... And then you get to the third song on board in the USA, and it's Cooperoo Dreaming, and you're like, ah, this one just didn't quite work, bro. <laughs> nail it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so Stevenstown didn't want to call it that. Um... So I reckon- would never ever turn down a thing that was named after me. Hell no! Like not in a million years. No way. Could be like a fucking set of lights in Mansfield, oh. and if they were like, "Oh, we'll call this the Dwyer intersection," I'd be like, "Please, I'll pay you." Absolutely, be mate. Yeah. If they were like, oh, "This is the Brett's Detention Center," I'd be like, "I'm <laughs> on the other side of this argument politically, but who am I to turn down?" Ladies and gentlemen, a, a welcome, building? welcome to the Dwyer internment camp, the <laughs> site of some of the greatest horrors of the Second World War, and uh, where Joey Dwyer. Wire, uh, proposed to his girlfriend, weirdly. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, we named it after him because yeah. uh, no one else wanted to be named after an internment camp, but the boys committed to it on a podcast. Well, it was a beautiful podcast. It was a beautiful proposal. He, uh, you know, because she was at the camp. Yeah, it was, he she worked there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, made the food. Now, I'll tell you what, her bloody roast beef. Terrible. Uh, worst part about being locked up. So the name Cooperoo, yes. they reckon, is likely derived uh, from an Aboriginal name for Norman Creek, um, but- the word, oh. and again, they theorise a bit here. The word is thought to refer to either a place associated with mosquitoes or a sound made by the gentle dove. Oh, like a cool, like a cool, cool. I'm a, oh, I'm a gentle dove. Oh, I'm a gentle dove. I'm, I don't even care if we don't have sex. <laughs> I just want to kiss. <laughs> we, we can just hold hands. We can just cuddle and watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't need sex tonight. I'm, I'm just in it for friendship. Well, we, I mean, we can hug maybe if, you, if we can. Is it right if I tell you that my father never paid enough attention to me? I'm the g- girl's like, yeah, I think I might just go home. But I'm a gentle. I'm a, dove. Gen- I'm a gentle. I'm not one of these me. I'm a good guy. Your, man. your accent sounds like you're doing not. 
not just a gentle dove character, but more specifically, the, I'm a gentleman dove from the oh, south. I'm a very gen- I'm a gentleman dove. And- All these doves running around <laughs> here asking girls on dates and never calling them again. All these doves around here who text you for a week and then I get lay- bored. I'm one of these gentle doves. I, I, lay, uh, I lay down my jacket when a lady tries to cross the road. And yeah, I own slaves. I'm a gentleman dove. <laughs> Why can you say they're pigeons or something? I don't know how it works in the avian world. It's like, of course I have money. My great great grandfather uh, established a moisturizer company. <laughs> I'm dove for men, baby. <laughs> My great grandfather loved chocolates, unrelated to the other dove guy. <laughs> Two different companies, one no, racist. No relation. Uh, um, I just love that sort of speculation, though, because mm. that makes. I feel like anytime we've seen an indigenous place name on a suburb, they always give like a really fucking unlikely reason, and then mm. the one that makes you go, "Oh yeah, it does sound like a dove." Well, on the dove thing, uh, keen un-Pakistani Maggie Hawkins did oh, uh, yes. did say to us. There was a rumour going around her school. And she was like, it's probably just a, a bit of an urban legend. Um, but the idea that Kuparu was the sound, I think she said dove or maybe she said- It was said like pigeons or, or, or pigeon. something. It was, it was, the sound it of, was very like, specific Kuparu! Kuparu! Yeah, it's apparently so named because of the sound pigeons make, although that could be a Kuparu state school myth. Kuparu! I'm sure it's both. Kuparu! I mean, like, yeah. It's also like, why are the pigeons taking sides? Yeah, so true. You know, why are they, they like- yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, you don't like go to a suburb as these Cooperoos just being like, car, car, <laughs> Wilston. <laughs> they're like, Wilston. They're like, what are we going to call this place near Ashgrove, boys? Look up! Look up! Um, look out, which is kind of what it sounded like you were saying. They're like, no! <laughs> or like, next level, this guy like trains his parrots to repeat after him. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I don't know. Call the place Nathan. <laughs> My name. <laughs> Anyway, so I thought that was cool. So that's how that's how it was named. And uh, going off, bouncing off what Unpakistani Hawkins said, uh, a reference to Cooper State School, Henry, and there's something interesting in the origin of that, that it's sort of the school. I mean, everyone we spoke to about the suburb spoke about how many schools there are, it's popular for families to that, but it's the school that made it the suburb rather than the suburb that made it the school. I'm lost. What? The thing about <laughs> the wagon... Oh, right. Public transport. Sorry. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, for those a fan uh, who are fans of the way the show runs, the next thing on the list oh. <laughs> is what I was referring oh, to. You were talking about your own thing for a bit. I thought you'd- I was talking about the Cooper Estate School. Yeah, but you it's went into- my own thing. I've no, but you been. were so- Bro, you were so verbose about it. I thought you had a separate fucking article. Oh, no, no, no. Well, it's the one article. It's Wikipedia we get. What? Sometimes we have I secondary have, sources. I'd never, ever do. You've never looked at them? I exclusively I use the Wikipedia page and my general knowledge. Why the fuck do you hate this show so much? Like- I love the show. I just don't <laughs> want to see you fuck it. <laughs> nah, Harry, there's, we'll there's, something, there's something really cool about Cooper. So, Cooper State School was founded in 1876. Yes. But, and at that time, you know, Cooper is- Oh, five, this is cool. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cooper is 5Ks from the city. So- in effect, at the time, that's still a state school in the middle of butt fuck nowhere. It's mm. just a bunch of estates out there. And uh, who comes along, Henry? Freddie, someone. Frederick Robinson began. The guy. The dude began offering public transport in a wagonette. Guess that's just like a. Is that like a small wagon? It's, it's like a, a vinaigrette. Wagon. Vinaigrette. A vinaigrette, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they yeah, started offering public transport in a wagonette. It's just a small wagon. It's a wagon with, uh, with olive oil and lemon. <laughs> It's so greasy. I get to school and I smell. It was Hannah Gatsby's first special wagonette. <laughs> she was like, uh, well, she was like, sad enough. She was like, she was like, ah, oh, I don't know what it is, but wagons just tear out so much of your own individuality. I can never ride in a wagon again <laughs> after releasing wagonette. <laughs> She's like, 
I went down there. I was living there, and I got in that wagon, and I said, "Oh fuck, I'm, I'm gonna have to quit wagons." <laughs> so this is me retiring from wagoning after I do 183 shows around the world on wagoning. Because um, turns out you earn money for it. Yeah, wagonette. Um, but yeah, the wagonette was provided from Cooper Junction to Victoria Bridge. So which, Frederick which- Robinson used to just go around in a wagon and pick people up and take them to school. I'll call it pedophile. Absolute pedophile. Brisbane's so your first pedophile. You're telling, and you know what? Fantastic. You know. Queensland and Brisbane have a pretty good track record with pedophiles. Like, we're not lacking them no. in any sense. So, for him to be the first is pretty impressive. If you're going to be a pedophile, at least be the first. Yeah, 100%. You know? If if you have to. <laughs> if you've gone <laughs> to your head, you, there's a world where you at least got to like Land kids. yourself on a Wikipedia page. Mm. Uh, yes, well, but, so, you're telling me he just sort of upped and volunteered... I don't know. To take yeah. the kids. I think he, I, don't I, didn't, know. I didn't look that much for Alan Jones's it. grandfather. Mm, there you go. Um, the floods of 1889 and 1893 hit the low-lying areas of Cooparoo. The flooding combined with the 1890s depression. Yeah, shit time, wasn't it? Um, slowed develop in the, well, development in the I area. I really hate reading stuff like that because I'm like, gee, if, uh, we play our cards wrong in Queensland. It could be <laughs> the floods of 2022 combined with the pandemic-related depression of the early 2020s mm. really yeah. put a halter on the city at large. But thank God for JobKeeper. Oh, I know. I'm talking about it. And it, They it released JobKeeper and then they re- re- released Floodstopper. Yeah, just, just, just a, a dam. Yeah, <laughs> just a, it's just the community spirit of Queensland as we came together after 2011. Suncorp Insurance. Uh, in 1900, there were actually fewer houses than there had been 10 years earlier. God, that I'll put it out there. That's fucked to ever go backwards, backwards in terms, in terms of, house. of I understand yes. like growth rate halting a bit. Like if you've been to Bridgman Downs lately, it's not the rapidly developing McMansion hotspot it used to be. Mm. Like there's a lot of just half finished houses, I assume, because of COVID. But no. it's not like they're not getting knocked down or anything. They're not going backwards in terms of houses. No. It's bizarre. Very strange. So Poor Cooparoo. And that just runs through the lifeblood of this suburb. Mm. It has that depressed, grungy, uh, it's rough a- and tumble. Yeah. Might get stabbed with your mates on Cav Road. What kind of Cooparoo are you hanging out at? Villanova at lunch? Yeah. Villanova as a terrace boy at lunch. Um, but then they reckon the settlement got better. It was dense from Stones Corner to Kirkland Avenue, which interestingly, Kirkland Avenue was originally named Wecker Street, uh, but it was changed in 1914 in the wake of anti-German sentiment. Jeez, I can tell you, 1914 wasn't the peak of anti-German sentiment. Was it? <laughs> Wecker Street change got in very early. <laughs> Imagine being in 1914 going, guys, honestly, I don't think I could ever hate the Germans more than I do now. <laughs> they just simply can't get any worse. What's that, 20 years? What's, uh, What's sorry? that, 1939? A holler what? <laughs> a hologram. Oh, oh, geez. Well, oh. Oh, gee, I'll reserve my hatred now. I'll tell you what. Well, Vecca, Vecca, so I also, it's funny that they changed it because of anti-German sentiment. Because there's no way Brisbane residents were correctly pronouncing it Vecca Street. Of no how way. It should have been. It was Wecker. We're not calling it Wecker because I don't want those Germans having an influence in my Cooper route. Right, eh? Now, we're also going to have to change Hitler Road <laughs> and, and Auschwitz Terrace. And uh, if you want to buy a tent, you can't go to Mine Camping World anymore. <laughs> you got to go to Tent World. It's actually how Tent World got to say. A camping store called Mind Camp. Mind Camp. <laughs> yeah, Mind Camp would be... Tell you what, I'd shop there at a fucking heartbeat for the sheer balls of it. Just to be like, Very we'll own it. We'll own it. It's Mind Camping Trip. Come along. The only major industry was the brickworks of Abraham James at St. Leonard's Street. Um which employed 80 men in the 1880s. That's the Good. line directly. That's a bit of fun. That sounds like a pop song lyric. 
I was thinking more of like a chant on a oh, bus. Like a sea shanty. Eighty men in, in the 1880s. Eighty men in the 1880s. Eighty men in the 1880s. One got polio. <laughs> Seventeen men in the 1890s. Seventeen men in the 1890s. Just keeps going back up and down. Be a great way to teach kids about the tough realities of working in brickworks. <laughs> hey, eighteen men didn't work there for long, honey. They all died. But- eighteen men in the 18. Well, that's just now stuck in my head. Um. There's like a, I'm picturing like there's a bit in the middle where it's like the the structure of blister in the sun. Yeah. Uh, 18 men in the 1880s. 18, 18 men in the 1880s. 18, 18 men in the 1880s. 18, 18, 18 men in the 1880s. And there's always a class clown who yells something out like in the middle like, Oh, Brett farted. 18 men in the 1880s. 18, 18, 18 men in the 1880s. Oh, yeah, it like goes around a school bus of like when it lands on you, like there's 80 men on it. And then, it, like, when it lands oh. on you, you've got to say, 18 men in the 1880s, 18 men in the 1880s, 18 men in the 1880s. This is what one said. And then you've got to be like, oh, um, you oh know, I got run over by a wagonette. 18, 18 men in the 1880s, 18, 18, 18 men. Yeah. And this is what one it's, said. It's just oh, how Mikey's they- sister's hot. <laughs> 18 men in the 1880s, 18 men in the 1880s, 18 men in the 1880s. This is what one said. Oh, Woolsey's dating a year nine. And the teachers are just like, now we heard about this 18 men in the 1880s song. We do not get it in the slightest. Why are they men and why are they old? What is this joke? Did you learn this in history? Well, I'll tell you, we're actually very lost in the way we were with Iggy Bops and the like. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Cooperoo did not really begin to expand again until the tram service was extended to Stones Corner in 1902 and Cooper Junction in 1915. Which I thought was interesting because this really... We'll talk about this in detail. I don't know anything about Stones Corner. Oh, I know there's a Stones Corner Hotel, but... Stones Corner Hotel. Is it is it something we love to talk about in the suburb? Is it a suburb or is it... I think it is. Like in East Brisbane or Norman Park or wherever. If it ain't a suburb, it's indeed a hub. Oh, it's a hub. They make their own ginger beer. Wasn't really? there like a Stones Corner ginger beer I think is quite popular? Oh. Yeah. Might be for you, mate. I mean, I still go up Bundaberg. Yeah. I don't know Invert anyone getting opening. a ginger beer who's not getting a Bundaberg. Unless you're getting like a Kirk's, Kirk's? ginger ale. But, but that ain't beer, baby. The classy one's fine, but the Kirk's does a ginger beer that I know this is the widest thing I've ever said. It's spicy. Like it <laughs> honestly, you know, fizzes up in your you nose. You find cheddar cheese spicy, mate. Yeah. yeah. Stilton. Um, yeah. All I was going to say on that is just that it's funny that Cooperoo's expansion was simultaneous with the tram service because yeah. um, we'll talk about this later, but it anticipates the like fucking obsession with public transport of everyone who now lives there. Which like, is particularly unique because Brisbane is a city that famously has bad public transport and isn't known for it. That There's this little pocket of 16,000-odd Brisbaneites who get up in the morning for public transport. Mm. Not like, like metaphorically, but also literally. They're like, I can just get on 61 and go straight to the city. Woo. Mm. Whereas the rest of us, because we're fucking normal, are like, oh, cool, time to walk two and a half k's to a train station or to a bus that never comes. Well, we'll get into the alleged normality or lack thereof of uh, of Cooperoo's in our contemporary statement because the last point written on the Wikipedia WeGat document, oh, I have now realised what I wrote. I didn't nah, say it. It's fucked and it's- Say uh, it. No, nah, it's too far. So, we're not going to say that. Uh, we'll be back with contemporary Astro. We'll release it on our Astro. Patreon for anyone who pays $1,000 to hear that joke. <laughs> contemporary Cooperoo, I meant. <laughs> yeah, contemporary Ashgrove. I said contemporary Ashgrove. Do we keep, we keep doing that? Saying Ashgrove as Yeah, the- I don't know. Well, I said Ashgrove during Arana Hills and we just outright cut it. But now that we're talking about it, it is- Ashgrove just permeates Brisbane. It's weird. It is like Cooperoo, though. Anyway, they've had their episode. Yeah. Cooperoo. Time for a new cult. Well, bouncer. Wait till the honeymoon. Come on. 
All right. So, we are coming in on contemporary Cooparoo. Now, um, Joe, I think you've written a little note here. Yeah, just like something I wanted to talk about briefly because there's so much from the size to the sport, the transport, the Cooparoo Junction to talk about. Mm. But just from a broader perspective- as someone who grew up in the north side, I thought Cooparoo was in the middle of fucking nowhere. I thought it was barely Brisbane. Right. And the very few times I went to Cooparoo as a child, I was like, I have driven out of the city at this point. It's genuinely only been in like recent years that I've realised, oh, Cooparoo is a large inner city suburb that a lot of people live in and love. Like to me, it was the sticks. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean- I would say because I grew up at Camp Hill yeah. and Hawthorne, so I've always kind of been on that side of town. It does cast a shadow over the south and east side. There's something- Certainly, yeah. And I was when we were digging into, into it today, you're like, it doesn't have like a Suncorp Stadium or a Mount Coother or like- No, it I doesn't mean, even have- Stadium, like, there's some, I'm like, why is it so iconic when it doesn't- really have anything that it that pops. I think it's just its size. Genuinely. So many people lived and went to school there. Like, the abundance it, of schools is- means that for a lot of people, it's kind of their, like, their earliest memories of not only Brisbane, but of friendship and, and I guess learning were, were carved in Cooper. And you know what? It, it's probably the best ever rebuttal to our theory that, oh, all the places that are villages are generally geographically isolated in some way. Mm. I think Cooper is an exception to that because of its pure size. Really, mm. everything you'll ever need is in Cooper. It's one of those suburbs that, you know, mm. when they were talking about, you know, at the start of this pandemic of maybe we'll have to do suburb by suburb lockdown. Mm. One we didn't talk about, but you got everything you fucking need is Cooper. Yeah. Like, that would be really ideal for it. That's just the size. It's like seven by four kilometres, roughly. Like, that is enormous for a suburb. Well, and yeah, guest writer of this episode, yeah. Dr. Dom Lang, uh, did did write in and he- one Dr. Of his Lang to was- the emergency <laughs> comedy <laughs> to the ECU. <laughs> Laughter's the best, best medicine, Doc. <laughs> Again- Hey. Uh, AMA. Hey, if you are listening, we do mean this in a funny way. Well, Very talented doctor. Um, one of the best. Now, Dom did say, yeah, you can be like in your car driving to Cooparoo, driving for, what do you say? Like, you've been driving for 15 minutes. I think he was like, in you can clock a good 15 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. it's yeah, it's a big, big place. And it's funny that like, it's so big. And yeah, as you said, it has this Ashgrove, Ashgrove style cultism. I would yes. say, apart from Ashgrove, Cooparoo is the suburb that most gets labelled as oh, it's a cult. Yeah, people grow up and there, pe- they get married leave. there, they don't leave. Like yeah. it really gets labelled with and that. I cult wonder thing. whether what's interesting about it, both Ashgrove and Cooparoo, and to indulge a bit in the religious discussion, both yeah. of them are heavily Catholic suburbs. Mm. Cooparoo has four Catholic schools. Ashgrove's always been a heavily Catholic suburb. I think there's something about the growing up there, staying there, getting married there that just keeps you in your suburb. Joe, are you saying that Catholics have a tendency to stick something out with blind faith and sort of not (laughs) ask too many hard questions or leave and walk away from something, even if there's clear flaws? Yeah. They learn it in their marriages and uh, and in their ooh, ooh. divorce. We're to, we're talking the real. Get out the hot button, Henry. We're yo, gonna press it this episode. Yo yo, can we get yo Pope Francis on the phone? <laughs> he about to get a gotcha call. Yo Pope Francis, ring ring in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Podcast. What up? You just got punked. Yeah, Frank. But no, I didn't meet him like Francis and be like, Frank. Frank, how are you? And he's like, right. Hen. And it was, it'd be a good vibe. He seems like a funny guy. He's a cool yeah, yeah, Argentinian. I, I could beat him in soccer. Um, but it does have an Ashgrove style cultism to it that I think this, we'll call it the Ashgrove style, but it's this suburb cultism, I think is a product of a few things. Mm. It's, you have to have grown up there. 
and then, in essence, stay there. It's the suburbs where people stay that breed this mm. for whatever reason. And funnily enough, it's not often the suburbs that are dead close to the city. Like, mm. People love Paddington. But I don't know. I don't know anyone who's like I was born and raised Paddington, lived in Paddington my whole life. It's only ever going to be Paddington. It's quite cursory, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of experience. just like oh, maybe I'll live in. You then you move out into the sticks. Yeah, but yeah. It's just something in the air when you go into it that you go, oh, the people here look at an outsider with an air of slightly more distaste than well, anywhere else in Brisbane. And it is interesting, and and I think it's mean and rude. Well. Mate, you're touching on something interesting there because I have heard, and this was a little bit through, Cooperu were a bit of a you know, mean older sibling, I guess, of Camp Hill when I lived there. Yeah. But there is multiple reports of people I've spoken to just throughout my life and in the lead up to this episode who are like, there is a kind of aristocratic class of Cooperu that are like quite mean. Apparently, there's really, really bad, like vicious gossip. We you're did have about the we, mafia. I'm talking about the mafia, yeah, the Mount talking. Carmel mafia. This is apparently the mums of Mount Carmel in particular. And have of a, course it's the mums mm. in the public discourse. No one's ever going to accuse the dads of being bad blokes. Mm, as yeah. we see Ascot Mums episode yeah, for see, reference. See, that is the footnote there. Yeah, well, I mean, from, from what I've heard, and, and this is a little bit coming from my mum as well, it's like, and not just oh. Mount Carmel, but a lot of the- Mum wasn't directly involved in it, but she has friends there. And apparently it really is just like Vicious. coffee catch up, doing this. And like there's intrigue and there's people get, you're in or you're out, essentially. Yeah. You're, they're very much like you're so literally like on the, the in crowd. Yeah, you're on the in crowd. Like the IRA. A little bit I've like been reading that. about a lot this week. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, good as the reference. There you go. <laughs> uh, so they would say that like one, so you minute, can't escape. one minute you're the. You're the Queen of Cooperu. Toasted to town. Heaps of friends. You're getting invited to, you know, wine lunches or you're getting invited to coffee catch-ups or whatever. There were, you know, a lot of socialising. There's a thriving social life to Cooperu. But then, yeah, one transgression and you're out. And transgressions can be as small as forgetting to invite one person to, I don't know. If your... that person's a bit of a power player, I guess. Yeah, it's so- Is there is there some sort of retribution for informants like there is in these sort of mafia and IRA stuff? Maybe mm. it's like if you go to lunch with your Balimba friends, oh. or even or even your friends from the north side, like True there's this loyalty very to yeah, the like Kupuru it's class is expected. Yeah, and it is. It, it, I do think you see that built around. Funnily enough, primary schools. I do think in every suburb, like mm. it. Yeah, you know what terrifies me, Henry? And I guess Cooper the idea so of having to make friends with like new people when I'm like 35. Mm. Like when my kids go to primary school, like I've I've got friends. I've made them. Oh. Imagine joining an entirely new gang or clique at age 35. Just 40. based on who your kids are. Based on like who you're fucking. With. But often not even. It's yeah. just like based on who you talk to at a parent function. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll be like, oh, what do you think of um, so-and-so? Like I met their mum and it's like, oh, he's a bully. Yeah. And you can kind of be like, oh, yeah, I said. Yeah. <laughs> parents parents could be a bit nicer. Dad was an ex-rugby uh, player that got a bit of brain damages now. Pretty bitter <laughs> pool repair salesman. <laughs> but he loves Cooper though. There is a pool shop at, at Cooper. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, there's uh, plenty of pools with all the fucking old money being mm, splashed around in which, and out of the water. Which we will get to. But oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I wish I had like some more specific stories yeah, to be able to is- point to. But it's just there is a vibe of- 
exclusivity and apparently, yeah, it's quite a, a hierarchy trying to climb to well, the this top is of the such social a- pyramid in Cooper. I want to see a Scorsese movie. I'd love there, to mate. see. It's such a major caveat for all of this, but I know very, very little about Cooper. Like, this episode for me is as much a fact-finding mission because I want to hear from people these stories of cultism because you do get that. I want to know the woman who made her way from, you know, wearing the wrong Lorna Jane shirt to the coffee walk and brunch to, you know, being Lululemon herself. Yeah. You might know that Henry and I have a rich and deep understanding of the female experience. Of course, of course. (laughs) It's why we decided to do this I said, Joe, we are depriving the world of our nuanced takes. On gender. gender. But let's get back on home turf uh, very quickly, Henry, because let's talk sport. Sport. Let's talk footy. Let's talk footy. Cricket. Um, Cricket. Off the bat, (laughs) sporting metaphor, going for a home run here. No, but seriously, off the bat, um... Cooper seems to have an association with AFL that is, like, ten times greater than any other single Brisbane suburb. Yeah. What is it about Cooper? Like, AFL is... I know we grew up in the era of the Lions' dominance, so it's probably bigger for us than it ever historically has been for any other generation of Brisbane. What is it about AFL that is attractive to this eastern suburbs people that just is not anywhere else? Well, maybe that obsession with social hierarchy extends out of the suburb and into a domestic sense being like, we want to be the Melbourne. We want this suburb because Melbourne being so obsessed with AFL, Ah. maybe Cooper styles itself as a little bit above the rest of Brisbane with their league or their their union or their cricket. They're like, oh, no, we're Cooper, um, not unlike our cousins in Victoria, we follow (laughs) Australian rules. And not unlike our classier cousins in Sydney, Mm. those fellas at the Swans, except for dreadful Adam Goodis. Oh, we do love the Swans, (laughs) but that Goodis, he's just so outspoken. (laughs) He's very shrill in a way I normally expect from female CEOs. I know that. I, and I couldn't agree more, Joe, because <laughs> when I was watching a Swans game, I thought he just focus on the footy, man. Man, the football's where the race is. The race, oh, race to kick race a goal. Race to get the ball. Only, only go- and, and can I say this about that Sydney Swan trap, uh, Adam Goods? So political. Oh, a damn goodness. So political. Is just- <laughs> I'm like, focus on the ball. Focus on the ball, please. And, and for, for a Muslim player, a mm. damn goodness. To be playing in our code, I just don't know. And he can't even have a drink afterwards. No, it's terrible. Can't even have a drink with me and my other friends in industry. We mm. want to give them a contract of some variety. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's why, I don't watch, that's why I don't watch cricket. <laughs> but that is a kind of good point because I wonder whether it's something... Because Union is a private school endeavour. And yes. particularly a GPS private school endeavour. And it isn't a GPS private school in Cooparoo. No. Uh, league is... Generally seen as a pretty working class endeavour. The majority of league clubs are on the north side and stuff like that. Mm. So, I wonder whether Cooper has fallen through the cracks because it's not a traditionally private school suburb in that way and it's not a working class leaguey suburb. So, they took a long, hard look in the mirror, saw the fact they had, admittedly, there's a lot of cricket fields there and they were like, fuck it, let's just commit to AFL. Like, much to that point, don't the Lions train there? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The Brisbane Lions train during the week at Giffen Park. Right. I remember when we- Where's that? It's sort of on the where you begin to start heading towards a turn off into like your more East Brisbane area. I'd say it's like kind of on the fringes of what is considered Cooper. Yeah, like it's a bit closer to the city. I don't know, bro. I just remember like driving past it and they had a huge billboard that was like home of the Brisbane Lions. And I was like, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think their home is still yeah the Gabba. <laughs> I would say. I don't think. I don't think Giffen. Nah, I don't think the Gabba are shaking in their boots, being like. 
Jeez, where do they? I mean, oh, right. do they just, Park, they, just they only come here on weekends? Yeah, like the divorce g- between the Gabba <laughs> and Giffen Park. They're like, I mean, they do spend. They are with Giffen during the week. I guess it's all fun and excitement. But like, but the, like the stepdad who's married to the Gabba mm. is like, come on, honey. When they come here, there's eighty eight thousand other people there. They have a good time. It's they a Saturday. Good, we give them presents, like <laughs> not winning a premiership <laughs> at all. They come here. They have hot chips. They have magnums. They and have breaking all these down. It's like I know, but at the end of the day. Giffen Park gets them day in, day out. Well, I just want to see my Lions. I just want to see my the Cubs. Lions on a Wednesday. <laughs> I just want to see Vossie on a Wednesday. They're not Cubs playing? anymore, honey. They're Lions. Rah! <laughs> <laughs> Immediate second divorce from weird <laughs> stepdad character. I like this stepdad's like, honey, they're Lions. They have claws. They trade at Giffen Park. Honey, they're Lions. They don't bite. Hard. <laughs> now are you lying to me? <laughs> Honey, they're not cubs. Now, speaking of rare, um, don't the East Tigers play at Cooper Roo? Honey. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, they're tigers. <laughs> Honey, they're going to bite you. They're tigers. <laughs> God, I'm your stepdad. <laughs> this What's guy, in my mind, doing the world's worst ever Joe Exotic impression. <laughs> He's like, oh, a camp guy who likes lions. I, I know what this is like. <laughs> Honey, they're tigers. Oh, yeah. Come on, they bite. Yeah. Sort of like Seinfeld-esque. What's the deal with rugby? You're throwing a ball. <laughs> but no, that is that is very exciting. One other funny thing is... um. That uh, Langlands Park is in Cooparoo, and they regularly oh. like uh, the Maroons train there a bit. Australia, the Kangaroos train. So there. much training in Cooparoo, but it's also like when are they going to get a main game? But it's also like Langlands Park has to be just a blatant ripoff of Lang Park. Oh yeah, true. It's like yeah. oh, I'll oh, come see my team play at Suncorpland Stadium. What was that? <laughs> Suncorp Stadium. Yep, yeah, that one. Yeah, uh, you heard me right. Uh, and um, if you want to catch something else, we could go to the Gabble. Or- um, yeah, and then we can uh, pop down. I see my friends at Jallymore. Uh, <laughs> great little footy players, a lot of them. But yeah, no, there's a great sporting history in Cooparoo. And I think strong sporting histories spring up in suburbs that have strong histories and traditions associated with them. Because mm-hmm. like when you're younger, you know, a suburb like where I grew up, you know, not a particularly strong history with the suburbs. So I was like, I'll go play. I played rugby league for Fortitude Valley and cricket for like... Nunder or something mm. but in Cooper if you grow up there you're playing your junior sport for Cooper be it hockey touch footy they've just got training fucking everywhere they do they love playing train. there they love to train which is a lovely segue into that transport is a magnificent uh, segue here <laughs> think of that mine um, was to yell bus and see what happened bus but honey, they're tigers. Honey, they can't catch the bus. You can't take your tiger on the bus. It doesn't have a go car. <laughs> it's got a go claw. Honey, you can't go putting tigers honey, on buses. Right. Like my people. What's the? How's a tiger gonna press the stop button? It doesn't have any fingers. It's only got those sharp little claws. Honey, honey, tigers can't wear school uniforms, so they get the thing where you ride for free after Daniel Morecambe. They've only got claws. Honey, <laughs> sweetheart, it could not be more over. But what isn't? Over is the public transport track record of Cooparoo, Henry. In the words of our friend Hamish, many say it's the best transport hub in the city and they don't even have a ferry. And in the words of our friend Hamish, don't make me breakfast. I'll just eat yours instead. <laughs> that is a talented little bloke. That is a deep cut to Hamish's song uh, from his band, Twin Folds. Have a listen. But uh, I love Vertigo. Yeah, even even without a ferry. I, I mean, that's, that's pretty remarkable. So they're just relying Full on- credit. I guess they used to have trams. They're relying on buses and trains. The trains, mate, huge point of controversy. It, it is almost the number one thing people in this suburb want to talk about. And I'll put it out there, not to be too critical. Like, that's so boring. 
If the most interesting thing you think about your suburb you like is trains, mm. that's boring me shitless. One thing I'll say in Ashgrove's defence for the cultism, because of the shocking lack of public transport, they've had to become interested about other things. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in Cooper, they're like, well, the arm takes too long to go down. I, uh, well, that simply, was that, simply ridiculous. Well, that was the main bit of dissent that is came that up. Thrust? Well, when, when Hamish was like, oh, you know, it's great transport. You can go everywhere and stuff. And it, a train station, uh, blah, blah, blah. I was also like, mate, if- one of the strengths of your suburb is that it's easier to leave. I don't know if that's really <laughs> like you can just you can get out of Cooperu real quick because it's efficient. Cool. If you um, want to go to a better suburb, it's very that's very if true. If you want to go somewhere less shit, like public get trans- on a train. I mean, the one argument against that would be because it's so big internally, you would feasibly need to catch public transport within the suburb, which yeah. isn't true of most other suburbs. If you like, good point. You know, if you live in Paddington, you're walking anywhere in Paddington. You're not like, let me get a bus to also Paddington. Mm, yeah, you're right. But Cooper is that massive. Well, the thing with the trains, uh, friend of the show, Unpakistani Jen, uh, mm. said that the Cooper railway line is incredibly inconvenient and annoying. And I went, whoa, Jen, I kind of like pushed her on this because I was like- You pushed oh, her? I, uh, via it's the textual disgusting. message. Um, and I said- I shoved her down a set of stairs. I said, what? <laughs> shoved her and then helped her up and she was <laughs> like- Took oh. too far. <laughs> yeah, but she was like- Because I was saying, oh, well, we've been given- Many people we've asked have said the transport hub is a strength of the suburb. Yeah. But she was like, nah- it's incredibly annoying because it's one of the two routes into the city and the- oh, Sorry, I just burped on my beer. Um, it's one of the two it's routes disgusting. into the city and the railway line is smack bang in the middle of them. You're getting passenger trains, freight trains, you name it. So, all the, all the trains, whether they're passenger or freight, are landing on this line. So, it's incredibly busy. Now- and this is something I associate with Cooperu. Every fucking time you drive through, you're stopping for a train. Trains have absolute supremacy there, mate. Yeah. Jason Horn in the train supremacy. Oh, because trains. Listeners aren't going to believe that I didn't write that in advance. No, actually, Henry, I can confirm. I'm looking at our Google Doc and I'm looking at our research assistant, Jeff, and he's (laughs) he's telling me, what's that, Jeff? You want to quit? Right. Um, No, that's good, Henry. Bro, I think, I so think, I, I do but think I that's a good point. Like, like, you, like, you're pushing back on this, but like the the arm you okay. mentioned earlier, the arm takes so fucking long. I don't think it's it does. Long after the train is, you don't even live near Cooper, mate. But I've driven no. there because of my little friend Hamish. But your small baby friend Hamish does not mate. pull you to the, your, 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 your and the way I go, your I vertically have to begging, go. mate, does not. Yeah, what he actually is is uh, he's if you flip him around, he's very tall but just very narrow. Uh, if you think about it that way. But much like your opinions, mate, because the really? arm of the thing long after the train is gone. Here's the train is in the distance. You can't even see the train or hear the Here's why I and struggle. Then the arm, for everyone we're talking about, sorry, it's like the The train the, arm that like tells you you can't drive through the crossing. The blockade. Yeah, the railway crossing. The automatic gate that takes it is mate, it is infinitesimal here's, how slowly it moves. Here's my issue with this opinion is I think that is the case, personally, for every single railway crossing in Brisbane. It's not as slow as it this. It always irks me how long the train has been gone for, then the arm slowly goes up, and you can't technically go till the red lights have stopped flashing. Sometimes the arm will be up for five seconds, the red light's still flashing. I think the reason people feel it more with Cooper is because the volume of trains are high, so you just see it way more. In other suburbs, like, mm. I would maybe cross, like, have to wait at the train tracks 
once every three days when I'm like driving around in Wilston. Like really, it's not that common. It's a bit of a novelty. But in Kupuru, because it's every single time, you're so constantly exposed to it. Also, mm. but here's one for you. There's traffic in Kupuru. For everyone to hold this opinion, it implies they must be at one of the front three cars at the railway crossings every single time they try to cross. And for that, I call bullshit. No, because it's People a wide crossing. It's a long It's a long barrier that very, you, everyone yeah, can but, see it. It's like a salute. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's a salute though, to know, the line yeah. of cars. You've inconvenienced. But if it's you're, like, you know, there's a lot of traffic on Capitol. <laughs> Henry's doing the hit. Well, no, I'm it is the I'm Hitler not doing, no, I'm, yeah, it's, like, it's a good thing podcasts are an audio it's medium. It's on Becker Street. Yeah. <laughs> um, apologies, listeners, for the insanely niche reference that's about to come. Do you reckon Hamish wrote Red Light about the. <laughs> <laughs> he got, do you reckon he got down there because yes, he was sitting yes. looking at a red light at the Cooper and he's like, train? He's like, I'll take you to the red light. <laughs> and then he was like thinking, he's like, I just. Ate someone else's breakfast. Okay, no, this, is, <laughs> okay, this is so niche. This is literally for four people. But, but what I will say back on the things is there's a lot of traffic on Cav Road that we'll get into in general. But if you're like five cars back, you don't have a great perception of when the trains pass and when the arm lifts. So I think people are just like fucking trying to get a gold medal in whinging for Australia. Well, I stand on the side of the whingers. I stand on Jen's side. It is a... It is not only a very slow arm, but yes, I will say that that is there's the, just an, the inconvenience just an is accentuated by the fact that there are an insane yeah. amount of trains because you're getting the passenger. fact there's freight trains would be so annoying to me as a resident of 100%. Coop Aru. But what is right near that crossing, Henry, is the most fascinating little establishment. It was well up until 2017, Henry. The area I'm talking about was was nothing. It was a couple of shops. Mm. It was a bit of nothing. And in fact, we actually uh, we received some direct correspondence about this place. Mm, we did. Uh, that I'll take the opportunity to read out on the show right now. Well, it's Joe... Oh, you got it up. Yeah, it's the Maya Centre Junction. Yes. Or what would become the Cooper Junction. Cooper Junction. So, the Maya Centre Junction used to basically just have a Red Rooster, Eagle Boys and some dentists. Now they have a golden triangle of supermarkets and a dendy. My entire childhood, this is unpakistani Will, uh, if you wanted to see a movie, you had to either pay ridiculous Carindale prices, battle the South Bank crowds, go to the shitty Hawthorne cinema, or head all the way to Balmoral. Now you don't even need to leave the suburb. Doesn't that just make you tingle? I, li- I lightly, I gently push back on Hawthorne, Hawthorne being Yeah, I love Hawthorne. It's a great cinema. No, from Baxter, they're clearly... Uh, Cinema pricing tickets were the bane of his existence. Well, absolutely. Well, 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 quite well, a while the man hated watching Shrek mm. uh, famously when he was younger. So he was a guy who loved new movies and God. Oh, that's right. He did hate because you made him watch. Yeah, Shrek all the yeah. Time. This is like an old family friend, and we watched Shrek when I was very young on VHS. And I was probably at that age where like I didn't have permanence of memory, so I was probably about three. We watched Shrek, and I was immediately like, "Let's watch it again." <laughs> Let's do Shrek again. And they were kind enough to let me watch it again after the second time when I was like... Will's like, that's enough. I can't watch it a third time. And they're like, no, I'm going to go to my shitty Hawthorne cinemas <laughs> and then complain about it 10 years later. But, Henry, I hear I hear there's an article about the glory days, the decline, rebirth of Cooper Junction. There's a lot of Scorsese-esque movies that could be made in Cooper alone. Yeah. Neville Winton, keen Cooper cool. resident, old bloke based on this, uh, letter to the editor, to the Courier Mail, oh, yeah. um, reflecting on the history of the shops uh, at Cooper Junction. So this this is that, you know, area that had a, a rise and fall and rise. Um, so basically wrote this big letter. It's here. We won't go through all of it. 
Uh, it's I'll tell you what, this guy doesn't sound like he's a lot of fun at parties. No, mate. Well, listen to this bit. He's like, he's like, I've lived in the area all my life and always regarded the junction with its mix of amenities and access to good public transport as the hub of the district. Okay. Um, it had most things to make life quite livable, but gradually the amenities diminished. Uh, a couple of the amenities, oh, no. a local news agent and post office have been lost, but I will look forward to patronising the various new shops and cinema complex. As in he goes and he's like, wow, you're a really good cinema complex for a girl. <laughs> it's like, dude, stop patronising Dendies. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, I hate this bit. Although not a regular drinker, our own local, while one might enjoy a decent meal and an ale or vino in nice surroundings, is a plus oh, two. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you're clearly not a drinker because no one describes <laughs> no one drinking does. like that. Hey, um, Henry, uh, priest tonight, can you bring some ales or vino, please? Well, that'll be a nice surrounding. <laughs> well, we have a nice- I hope we're having those drinks in a nice surrounding. And in a nice meal as well, which would be probably pizza or something. Although not a regular drinker. Um, but yeah, then he goes- he basically just runs through, like, all the people who used to be shops there. Um, That's fine. I'm now realising it was He goes, I remember Carter's the greengrocer, a fish and chippery, a deli, Joyce Shearer's ladies' hairdresser. Then after a gap, Clary Smith's news agency. And another gap, a small general store. He's describing block by block what like used to be the, the Cooper p- floor plan of Cooper Junction. This is interesting. The popular Roxy Theatre. So, there was a Roxy Theatre there. Oh, yeah. Um, which is... Which is pretty cool. Um, what is it? Um, oh, it's a good photo of it. They used to have- what is, a, is a Roxy Theatre a type of theatre? It has or? a no, no, no. That was the name of the theatre. It looks like a ah. sort of foundry esque, which is a ah, cool. You sort could, of could go there, deal. get go to your Roxy Theatre, get your ales and vinos and five dollar basics. Oh, bro, look at this! Absolutely delightful. There was a local policeman, not afraid to dispense rough justice when deserved. Well, he was a racist. All right, well then. <laughs> Well, <laughs> far out. Neville, we might leave it there, mate. Neville's like, I loved a beating, but I tell you who got it really bad, those little... Wha- and like, Neville, we'll cut you off there. All right, well, thank you, Neville. But yes, um, of course, what we're talking about is the so insane <laughs> Cooper Junction development. Well, there was a... Uh, mate, there, when I remember it, before it kind of was revamped, there was a Meyer there, um, a Meyer oh. department store building on the corner of Old Cleveland Road and Cavendish Road. They demolished it. It's all being replaced now. But, mate, I remember that. And there was also a Captain Snooze there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Not like Lieutenant Snooze. He's a been bi- no, he, demoted. He got stood down. <laughs> Sexual harassment. Yeah. Well, you know, Snoozed on the job. <laughs> you and I are both vice captain snoozers. <laughs> um, but, and a very steep ramp up into the mine. Oh. I don't know why I remember that. So I just remember being like, it, it's, was it was it a very steep because you were young. No. Sure. <laughs> I'm very dumb. No, telling you it was steep. I'm really sick steep. of people telling me things were steep just because I was a child. I remember. Because you were four years old and many, many things I'm were steep. I'm sick of all these authorities being like, don't believe him. He's just a boy. It couldn't have possibly been steep. It was steep. Don't believe him. It it's, was steep. It's flatter than he'll give it credit for. Yeah, but no, um, very funny. now yeah. it's been revamped into Cooparoo Square. It is as flash as anything you'll see. And Henry, there's- It is insane. There's a huge development there. It's all three major supermarkets. Yeah. I mean, fucking what? We have spoken on this show before about like, are you Woolworths? Are you Coles? Maybe you're Aldi. They have in seemingly like within 100 metres of each other, yeah. a Woolworths, a Coles and an Aldi. Can you imagine the the tension, the, the turf wars, yeah, it would the be, sexual tension? It would be violent. I mean, we all know that Coles and Woolies are going to end up together. Yeah. And Aldi will just be in the corner. I wanking. think Aldi's the one they cheat on. <laughs> oh, okay. Like cheat on with. I think Coles and Woolies are uh, a long-term but they, they end up together. That. They, Ross and Rachel, and Aldi is the mistake that one of them makes in, like, yeah, season you want two. A, you he's want like a the dirty biscuit. German mistake. It's like, you like, want a little you oh, want a that, chocolate snap? Oh, that, that chocolate there? Have you tried my brand, Jadbury? 
I'm telling you, it's very similar. Come over here and have some cola fresh. <laughs> Come over here and have some uh, Blue Rock mm. jelly chips. And Coles like, is that like, sounds disgusting. Coles is at the end. It's like, I know you want to be with Aldi. He can look after you. He can give you a dishwasher, nine bottles of red and cereal for $9 <laughs> on a Wednesday. <laughs> he can give you a TV, a wetsuit and a packet of <laughs> chips. But I can keep your prices down. Mm. Um, Hell so yeah. yeah. Having them all together is interesting. Um but yeah, very and you oh you had an old recording studio near yeah. near the junction. Yeah, so so almost just a tease. We'll we'll do an episode in future about Brisbane music. But when I was in a band, we our studio was it was sort of in the bowels of Cooper Junction in a way. Um, and I tell you what, like like in theory, there's nothing cool about rocking up to a construction site with like a deli and news agent mm. and maybe a Woolies to record. But it felt like the greatest thing ever. So whenever I'm at Cooperu Junction now, I still feel like a bit of a rock star because yeah. I remember when I was 15 and I was like, this is a big deal. And then I would, you know, we'd go get like 50 cent wings and share one beer because we were oh. like 16 and we were like, does the rock and roll life get any better <laughs> than this, fellas? Oh, I got them moves like Dwyer. Uh, something else that came up was... We mentioned earlier the homes. So, Wellwyn, oh, yeah. Wellwyn Crescent is a particular hotspot for this. Very old money. Lots of 1930s houses. Apparently, um, one of them went for $6 million recently, You're according kidding. to Dr. That's, Tom. That's huge. In that, like, particularly given that the most expensive suburbs in Brisbane are faultlessly the ones along the river. They're Tenerife, Belimba and mm. um, Hamilton. That's insane for a suburb that's set back from the river. And can you I don't s- fucking yeah. see that. And it's, a, it's contrasting that old money of like those old homes from yeah. the 30s. Um, contrast to all these ugly mansions that are popping up there now. McMansions, it's, buddy. Yeah, mate. It's, you'd think Get new money out of my town. You can tell the Cooperu, not unlike the residents in like hot fuzz, have this yeah. disdain <laughs> to anything new. The greater, the greater good. good. <laughs> they got rid of our old Meyer and the Captain Snooze. It's like, what happened to Captain Snooze? He did have a very annoying snore. <laughs> the greater good. <laughs> We had one in the 1880s. He had one thing you didn't. <laughs> a great big bushy train arm or something. Uh, there you go. Well thought through. There we go. Um, but it, when Final- I was reading about the houses as well, bro, yeah. it made me, because I, I went to Kindy on that side of town. Oh, right. Um, mate of mine, Georgie, from Kindy, lived in a castle. Shit you not. New you might remember it. Like, like old not they, an old they castle. bought an old no old castle not like a McMansion it was yellow and it had oh. spiral root two it had two towers holy fuck not even kidding it's it's in go look for it in Cooper I'm not, I'm not go doxing, track down I'm not Henry doxing this guy yeah, I mean, I mean, our dad well, lives there now he'd be, he's old now but like um, you can still get docked just drive around and you will find there is a castle hidden amongst Cooperu because and we would like go to his house for plays and we'd God, go up he was imagine? like do you want to explore the library and we'd oh. run up spiral staircases to the Bro, library being a kid like in a real life Spiderwick Chronicles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That would be so fun. Absolutely out of control. So, yeah, Far lots out. of- Luckiest like- But I just have, remember, I was like, in kindy, that was a big deal. I was like, I have a friend who lives in a castle. Everyone's like, yeah, fucking righto. And I've got a friend who's Beyonce. Like, it sounds <laughs> like such a lot. i got a friend who's got a toilet made out of solid gold. Mm. Now, I'm sure you, that was in this place. Do your times tables, buddy. Mm. Mm. Now, Henry, uh, before we move on to our exciting new segment, do you have anything you want to say about the McDonald's? Yeah. So, so something that's come up a lot. It is an outstanding McDonald's. We, we have also toyed with the idea of doing a special episode on Brisbane McDonald's yes. itself. So we will do that. Um, Which is why we may not give this one as much attention now as otherwise Kupru Kupru Maccas is is a lot of people saying it's really quick I've always found that it's incredibly fast yeah Um, they get the job done it's quite big and I had a I have a special story that happened to me there Uh, 
It was way back in God. It would have been about, I think it would have been year nine. Uh, You're about 14 or something. About 14. Well, it was my. It was around the time of my birthday, not unlike oh. it is now. And, Happy uh, birthday, Henry. Well, I went on a date. I no way! This, which is not relevant to, to the story. No, not to Maccas. Oh, thank fuck. Um, but I, I went on a date to Southbank. Uh, oh, a lovely girl. and with, we, with you and the every other year nine in Brisbane. Mm, had a lovely day and that date was going on and my mum was pounding me on the phone, being like, I'm picking you up now. I'm absolutely picking you up now. And I'm on this date. I'm like, mum, I'm in love. You're not picking me up. I want to keep walking around with Grace. Aww. And so I was, you know, I was in love. But mum is like, we're going to your cousins. We're going to your cousins. So mum comes and picks me up from Southbank and I'm fuming. Cuts the date short. So I'm in the car. Cuts it short. In the Volvo. I'm not talking. I'm stewing. I was like, why do I have to go to the cousins? Oh, why are we going to the yeah. cousins? I was Can't date, date your Cousins, yeah, mate. I can't date my cousins. I've tried. Uh, why am I? You know, why am I? You told me it was weird, mate. I can't date. You told me to stop. I go and find another girlfriend, and now you're bringing me straight back to my cousins. What do you want me to do, mum? Fucking enabler is what you are, mum. I'm in date mode, and you're taking me to my cousins. Come on, mum. Simply, you know, incest. Cut it out. Come on, mum. Uh, so we're driving along. Yeah, and she goes, oh, I need to get a, I need to just get a coffee, and she pulls into Macca's. I'm like, mum, you don't need a coffee. What are you uh, talking about? Was she in a John Mulaney bit? Yeah. <laughs> nice. But I'm like, this is bullshit. Like. Now we were in such a rush. It's going to take five minutes to yeah, get Yeah, that is Five so minutes annoying. I could have had with Grace. This is bullshit. Anyway, she goes, we're going to go inside. We're not even going the drive-thru. We're not even going the fucking oh, drive-thru. If you don't want to go inside, nothing feels shitter than getting out of the car. We get right? out of the car. Oh, we're walking to Macca's. I peer over to the party room. Shit, you're not. 20 of my mates from school jump up. Surprise. The reason mum had pulled me away from the date. You're kidding. She was on a timeline. Surprise birthday party. Oh, that's. Cooperu Maccas that in the birthday incredible. room. Organised by Chris and Toby and I think wow. Gus as well. Mate, absolutely awesome. Tell you what, I didn't Seems- even see that coming in this story. And and year nine, it was it was dank by then. It wasn't like. Yeah, I was going to It say, wasn't like lame to have a birthday party at Maccas. It was like dank. Year, and seven, eight, year seven, eight, it's lame. Year yeah. like three, four, it's earnestly cool. Yeah. That's perfect. So I think three, four, it's not earnestly cool. I think you need to be at like laser force or bowling by three, four. I would say one, two, Maccas party cool. Mate, you're not fucking going bowling in year three. I think you are. I did. You're like I feel like I did. You're eight. That's very young. That's not that young. You're like ankle tapping your own ankle. Just because you couldn't lift the ball. Well, yeah, and you could. I could, lift, I could lift a bowling ball at eight. Right, right. This is a challenge we can't test. <laughs> right. so not like Thor's like hammer, mate. You know, like, oh, I'm worthy of lifting the bowling ball. <laughs> I'm wor- at green screen. I am worthy. No, that is a beautiful story, Henry. And it does fit in very well for your birthday this weekend. Which is also going to be. Yeah, we definitely haven't organised a surprise at Macca's this weekend. Pricks. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Unpacking Brisbane. We've had so many complaints recently saying not enough murder, not enough true crime. We're going to move into the podcasting space where we've lacked recently. We're going to make up for that floor with a little bit of true crime. And this suburb has one of Brisbane's most famous murders in it. So we thought this was a good time to introduce our new segment, Briz Dead. A double murderer who is the first documented case of a Queensland criminal who took drugs to boost his confidence in preparing for the killings became, years later, the state's first prisoner to complete a Bachelor of Arts degree behind bars. <laughs> Pretty lot funny. Lot in that. Lot in that. <laughs> Members of the Wood family were shot, stabbed and burned to death in their home on Cavendish Road in 1964 with only one of the three women surviving the horrifying attack pretty sad. 
She screamed to warn her mother and sister in the property. Oh, it's pretty dark. This is, yeah, it's actually <laughs> This dark. is actually really dark. This mm. is a double murder. This is happening in Cooper. So happening in Cooper, he held the three women at gunpoint and demanded to know where they kept the money. Miss Wood tried to escape but was shot in the back on the doorway to the patio. After she passed out, the man turned his attention to the two other women. Both women were shot as the attacker went to leave the property. Now, this is dark. He shot and stabbed them again because they were screaming so loudly. And then he went and did a Bachelor of Arts. Jeez. What a freak. Oh, God. Very disturbing. But. Crazy stuff. The criminal was able to be identified. Oh. Because one woman was left alive. Despite her terrible injuries, Miss Wood was able to provide police with information on the man, including what he was wearing and what weapons he was carrying. Oh. He was 18 years old. Jesus. Cooperoo man. James Wiley Whiteford. What? Why do killers always have more names than most people? I don't refer to anyone in my life. I don't as go having Joe names. Alexander Dwyer, Henry Joseph Bretts. That would be sounds better as a serial killer, actually. Henry, Henry Joseph Bretts. Henry Joe Bretts. No, that no. sounds like um like a British like a talk show host. Yeah, Henry Joe. Kind of sounds like a girl's name, actually. Henry Joe. Henry it does Joe. Feel like H J. Harvey Lee Oswald. Um. Andrew Wilkes Booth. A lot of killers. You mean John Wilkes Booth? I do. No, his brother was a killer. <laughs> his as well. brother, yeah. He just didn't kill anyone. His brother killed the mood. He'd go yeah. to parties and be like, guys, I'm, I'm really anxious today. And like, yeah, righto. Andrew Wilkes Booth is like, what? It's like, well, listen here. I've killed heaps of people. Oh, and then my brother kills one president and suddenly he's famous. I killed so many more people. Yeah, I didn't get a president. Okay, we don't all kill okay, presidents. Okay, so what? It was technically in the Civil War. Some of us can't get Lincoln. Um, there's like John Wayne Gacy. And John Wayne Gacy, another yeah. killer. Is it because... There'd be another John Gacy in yes. the world. Yeah, that's why. And they're like, we need to add another name. It's the reason why in reporting they do it in the three names. But I would also argue that intensely fucks over all the Brett Peter Cowans who aren't mm. Brett Peter Cowan. Yeah. Like in the world where it's like Brett Cowan, it's like, okay, being named like that isn't the worst thing in the world. Mm. It's kind of like analogous to like the guy who's named Adolf and it's like, oh, that sucks. That's unfortunate. But the guy named Adolf Hitler is like, what a fucking joke. I've been yeah, yeah. shafted here so hard. Um, yeah, so I guess having lots of names make yeah. you scary killer. Well, I think, Henry, one of the big takeaways for me from this very famous murder that a lot of people have messaged us about is the fact he did drugs before the killings to pump himself up. That's yeah. insane. Which is performance enhancing as well. That's two crimes. <laughs> real crime was doping. The real crime was uh, not having enough integrity in the conduct of his killings. His I Oprah interview afterwards yeah. where he cried and I'm so sorry. I- his enough rope interview where it was a bit put on. Yeah. It's like, you don't regret doing the drugs, do you at all? <laughs> so, yeah, he took drugs before the murders to pump himself up. Um, worked at an abattoir. Not oh, great fucking Not great, great for the assumption that people like people who work at abattoirs must be crazy killers who like chopping things up. It's like, don't be silly. It's a working class job. Don't be so classist. Yeah, so it's nothing different to working on the train track. Oh, what was that? The murderer did work at an abattoir. Yeah. Oh, okay. he drew pleasure from dismembering uh, the corpses? From, oh, yeah, of course d- it doesn't help. Oh, he only had the skills to do it because he worked at an abattoir. That's the other thing that's hard because like this guy's 18 years old. Like he's exposed to like killing at a mm. young age. I know it's animals. I know it's no sacred deer. But it's still quite horrifying. But what's most horrifying is this man's tertiary endeavours. Well, I would say the least horrifying part because it's a good... Cooperoo actually became the uh, quite a good uh, ambassador for rehabilitation. That's so true. 18-year-old bloke, Lowering clearly recidivism. a lot of issues, terrible murders clearly committed. Clearly on drugs as well. like And on drugs to pump to... Literally, they go into this so much in the article. Yeah. They're like, he took the articles to... He took the drugs to pump himself up to go kill people. But, like, my understanding is, like, 
the drugs probably played a role in him wanting to kill people. Like, uh, he probably, like, abused drugs. Like Before. Before. Like, we're, we're speculating more than True Crime Podcast, but it seems weird that someone would coldly go, I have the will to commit these murders. Grizzly murders. But I need drugs. Mm. Like, if you're a stone-blooded psychopath, you don't need drugs. Maybe he was a drug addict. He was young. Anyway, lots of speculation. But, but what they we do, do say, know- yeah, he turned it around. However, by 1987, he was classified as a model prisoner and was the first incarcerated person to complete a Bachelor of Arts degree without having attended any of the classes. <laughs> Him and he was also one of his university's top students. Now, <laughs> now, now I and I think, have both done arts degrees. I don't think that speaks to how talented this prisoner was. <laughs> I just think it speaks to how easy an arts degree is. <laughs> My favourite part is, without having attended any of the classes, yeah, you and 90% of the arts cohort, yeah. mate, can't yeah. remember the yeah. last time I went to a lecture. Think, and I don't think it's because most of them are in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, most of us are in the jail of doing another degree that's better. <laughs> the, uh, the lecturer of like philosophy at 8am on a Wednesday is like, oh, damn it, I guess all my students are serving life sentences in for prison. murders. I, I guess they've committed double murders. That's why no one's at my class. Oh, you, well. Can you imagine being like an IR major art student who takes it really seriously? Like, my thesis about the uh, <laughs> Lebanon and Hamas conflict is, and is like, the one cuck who's going to class. Yeah. <laughs> and he just hears like, What? I didn't make the dean's list. Well, who did? Oh, the guy that killed two women in a grizzly. He's in prison. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Uh, oh. Does Cooperoo fuck? So, Henry, very exciting. The erotically charged question at the heart of this. Um, no. <laughs> it's too It's too family friendly. It's too sprawling. It's too big. It gives off a lovely, villagey, welcoming vibe, but I've never got a shred of eroticism from Cooperoo. And I would say Cooper's Square is maybe trying to change the yeah change look, the, look the tides on this yeah little look lift if you go into the movies the at Cooper's Square like it's definitely got a more erotic energy than so the rest of it. But at the end new. of the day, Cooper is either kind of random old money houses or like an industrial estate. That's one thing we haven't talked about. Cooper mm. for a wealthy suburb, half of it's like fucking smash repairs, like yeah. true industrial estate areas. And I'm sorry, like great, important, they don't fuck. No, and I would say. For me, yeah, it's too big. I know Cooper Square's trying to revitalise it a bit. Doing a good job. But it's still, to me, is that big, dank red brick with blue paint yeah. Maya centre. It's still oh. that that grimy building. Speaking it's of red that- brick, there aren't a lot of Queenslanders in Cooper which we agree are the houses that fuck The, the houses that fuck because you are can fuck old, on the deck. Yeah, they are brick mansions that are fucking freezing and you're not fucking because you're counting your money instead. Yeah, I... I would say the the amount of schools means it doesn't fuck as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. It's just got that family friendly. And not not Mount high schools. Carmel doesn't fuck. Yeah, like, like it's, and it's not a lot of high schools is a different equation because maybe there's an erotic energy of like young pubescent people learning about themselves. Mm. There's like a lot of primary schools and a lot of kindies. And Villanova doesn't fuck. It's no, got Villa like that doesn't fuck. Yellow uniform. The color no, yellow doesn't fuck. No. It's brave. But it doesn't It's fuck. gutsy. It's brave. Henry's wearing yellow right now. As I he am. always does, actually. I love yellow. Yeah, you do. But I never fuck it. But it doesn't fuck. Oh, you'll never believe it. Coro Drive's all choked up. I'm going to have to take another route. Thank you so much for listening in this week to the truly hotly requested suburb of Cooparoo. I'm sure there is so much we'll miss. And based on the message received in the past, Henry, we're going to be flooded with people saying you didn't talk about this thing with Cooparoo. But let us know. We'll talk about it in future. It's our show. We'll do it. In a- we might do a second part on Cooparoo. Why not? I, I mean, know. I mean... You know, something would have to happen in Cooperoo for me to want to do a second part. That's a challenge to you yeah. keen Cooperoo-based Pakistanis. If you think we missed something so juicy that it must be brought up, yeah. let us know. Like, like a money laundering scandal at Cooperoo McDonald's. We'll, we'll oh. look at that. 
But in general, uh, our inbox is always open. We're very lazy and bored during this pandemic, so we'd love to get in touch about any suburbs we have in the future. We don't really have a roadmap for the suburbs next. We have an idea of maybe some specials we want to do, but we're always so open for the, our weekly offering of What Suburb. Um, so, yeah, let us know and we'll chat to you next week. Keep unpacking. <laughs>